Welcome to the Extra Club podcast. This is the podcast where we don't just motivate and inspire you, but we also give you practical hints, tips and strategies on your way to finding your extra to become extraordinary. We are relationship and behaviour experts and professional coaches, Mark and Nikki Taylor. And each episode, we will discuss different challenges, issues and problems that we all face. And give you solutions, hints, tips and strategies that give you the extra in your life to make you happier, healthier and more successful. So let's get started. Well, it's good to be back recording this podcast, isn't it, Mr. Taylor? I love recording these podcasts, Mrs. Taylor. What do you love about it? Well, we we get so much good feedback. I mean, I'm loving the feedback that um, we've been getting. And, And that makes it all worthwhile. So... Like, like, and people requesting subjects for us to do. Um, and so that, that interaction is fulfills our purpose yeah, because does. our purpose is to actually assist as many people as we can to um, fulfill and achieve their true potential and, and lead fulfilling and meaningful lives. Um, and so that's our purpose. So when we get feedback and when we, we know we're helping, then, making the difference. Making the difference, yeah. Then um, that fulfills that purpose. So I really do look forward to this because we do reach a lot of people, so that's great. So thank you for listening and thank you for your feedback. And if you've got any more, or you could leave us a review if you if you could take the time to do that. That'd be perfect. So what we're talking about this week is, you know, those occasions when it just feels like your world is falling apart and you can't cope. How do you stay sane during those times? And how do you get back on track? Now, that's a really useful thing to know. It is, because we're going to give you, at the end, five tips to be able to pick yourself back up. So hopefully you'll find that helpful and useful. I would. Do you need them now? I think I'm okay. <laughs> Last time I checked. I don't check very often. Okay. So we've all had the experience of something going wrong, or more than one thing going wrong, and the negative impact that it can have on us and our lives and, and the people around us as well. So I think the first thing to recognise with this is that we all have different thresholds. You know, something that wouldn't bother one person can actually be devastating to another. Yeah, so you you can't judge how you're dealing with something against anybody else's. That, that's a really interesting point because sometimes people, I've heard people say, well, you've overreacted on that. Or, you know, why have you reacted in that way? And, and they're judging it by their own standards. Yeah. And, and, but we're, we're all different. And we've all got, like you say, these different thresholds. So um, it's this notion of, and excuse me, vegetarians, but one man's meat another man's poison, yeah. people will say. And so, therefore, we will all interpret things differently. That's why we're all unique. And how we respond to something can actually depend upon things like the severity of what's happening, the number of times it's happened as well can have an impact, and also the amount of stress or other negative emotions we already have built up inside of us. So there's, so there's a number of different things that will come together which will then actually de- decide on how severe or less severe we see something. Yeah, and also how we, how we react to that. Because if we're feeling calm then we're actually much more likely to take something in our stride. But 
if we're already under stress, and I'm sure we've already been, we've all been in situations like this, then it doesn't actually have to be a major issue. It can be something really, really tiny. And I suppose something that to someone else might seem insignificant, then that can tip you over into feelings of overwhelm or, you know, whatever other emotion it may be, and just feeling like you can't cope and potentially feeling tearful. And and that doesn't just have to be stress. Yeah. It could be any of our what we call major negative emotions. So anger, sadness, fear, hurt, stress and guilt. So if we've got a stored amount of those things, it can actually just tip us over into that overwhelm and then that next event will seem even bigger than previously. Now, I've got an example uh, that I don't mind sharing. Now, at the time, I didn't feel like I could share this with anybody because it just felt really embarrassing. It's only a really small thing, but it just shows you, you know, what what we're talking about here. I'm wondering what's coming up now. You are, because I don't think I've told you this. Oh, great. And it may even seem really insignificant to you now, but at the time it was major for me. So I remember it was a a lot of years ago, I was going through a a particularly bad time in my life and it actually felt like my whole world was being tipped on its head. And at the time I thought I was coping, I suppose I I felt I was coping reasonably well. Now, until my daughter's hamster died. Oh, no. It did. And she was absolutely devastated. And because she was crying so much and because she was meant to be singing in the choir that morning and she didn't feel she could do it, I thought, well, I I really better pop into the office and just explain to them what's happened and and why she's so upset. And while, when I went to explain it to them, do you know what happened? Never guess. I actually burst into tears myself. Oh, okay. And I could not stop crying. And I was absolutely mortified because I was, my thought was, they'll think that I'm reacting like this because the hamsters died. Must have been an important hamster. Then, <laughs> yeah, they probably would have thought that. But it actually wasn't about the hamster, and neither was it about my daughter being upset. It was actually about all of the other things that had happened, and this was that last straw. You know that one we talk about that breaks that camel's back? That yeah. poor camel, oh, no. I tell you. Yeah. And and that's the problem because... I must say, though, no animals have been harmed in the making of this podcast, Mrs. <laughs> no, Taylor. Absolutely it's not. It's a metaphoric camel. We haven't got a camel head in the We have not, no. no. But the, the problem really wasn't that I was crying. That wasn't the real problem. For me, it was what would the staff at the school think about me? And that's often the issue, isn't it? It's, it's our concern about what other people will think. Yeah, often often that's more than the actual event, isn't it? Worrying, you know, how people may judge us yes. and, and how, what they'll be thinking about, how we've reacted or what we've done. Yeah. And so we can often make the situation appear much worse than it actually is because we may, as a lot of people guilty of this, constantly running the different scenarios through our head and usually imagining the worst case. Turning them into disaster movies, darling. Definitely. And that really doesn't help, as it can make us feel even more desperate. Because think about it. If we're actually running all these scenarios through our heads and thinking about the worst thing, how bad is that going to make you feel? It's that downward spiral. It is. It's like, in some respects, what's come to mind 
is the water going down the plug hole. It goes faster and faster and it just spirals down. Yes, indeed. And we know why people do that, because what they're looking for is they're looking for solutions. But we'll come on to that in a moment. Now, those of you who follow us on social media will know that in May 2022, we decided on a whim to sell our house in Birmingham. It was done just like that. It was. I said to That Nikki, quickly. I said to Nikki, I think we should move. And she said, are you serious? And I said, yes, good time to sell. So we did. Now, what we decided to do is we did decide to sell our house in Birmingham and we found another property in Cornwall soon after we sold. But because there was a delay in the survey process, our mortgage offer was a couple of weeks behind the sale process. Now, our buyers at the time were really keen to move. And you know what it's like when you've sold a property. You want to keep them sweet. You don't want to risk that sale. And so they were keen to move in and they'd already been pushing for an earlier move date. So once we received the mortgage offer, there was only really, I suppose, a couple of weeks, wasn't there? Yeah, there was only going to be a couple of weeks between the, the selling of ours and then the mortgage offer for the new house. And then moving into the new property. So what we decided to do, just for ease and just so we could you know, make it happen, we decided to put the furniture into storage. Down in Cornwall. And we decided to stay in Airbnb for a couple of weeks. That was a great plan, wasn't it? Well, I thought it was genius at the time because initially we thought about leaving it with all the stuff in Birmingham, but we thought, no, down in Cornwall because in a couple of weeks' time we just move it, get somebody with a small van to help us move all the stuff into the new house. And so that's what we did. We moved everything, including clothes, now that's relevant, into storage. Well, only to receive a call from the seller's estate agent once we'd done all that that probate hadn't yet been granted, which we didn't know, and the house couldn't be sold to us. There was no completion date for yeah. us to move in. Oh, dear. That was fun. We were Not. homeless. Yeah, so we were. We were literally homeless. We were nearly 300 miles from where we'd lived all of our lives, and we couldn't even access the basics that we needed to live because they were all at the back of the storage unit. Yes, because it was starting to get colder as well. Our big coats, as I like to call them, yeah. were at the back of the unit. So it had meant taking all the furniture out to get to the big coats and the, and the winter wear. So it, was, it wasn't a good time. It really wasn't. However, we got through it. And we, we did. And we're here to tell the tale. Yes. So when things are going badly wrong, how do you get through it? Because that was a tough time. Even with our mindset, as I say, this is um, our mindset we like to say is what we call anti-fragile um, and rather than just this notion of resilience because the problem is resilient things break because they, they'll get to a certain level of resilience and they break. And I've experienced that personally. But that's for another podcast, Mrs. Story. So, so when these things are really bad, how do we, what do we do to make things better? How do we help ourselves getting out of this really bad spiral? Well, we've pulled together five tips. Okay, I like five. That we'll go through and, you know, one or a combination of thing, these things should help you. So the first thing to ask yourself is when something happens, is the situation really as bad as you think it is? Yeah, that's a good thing to think. And the, the thing to ask yourself is, in six months' time, will this really matter? Or will you even remember it? Yeah, because we often, in that moment, think it's the worst thing. But in six months' time, a year's time, those things never matter. 
they never really matter. And we put all that energy into preserving that thing and making it really bad. Well, if we accept that maybe it's not as bad as we think, that can help us, can't it? Start changing our focus. So that's a good question to ask yourself. In six months' time, will this really matter or will I even remember it? Now, the second thing is, what is the real problem? Because when something goes wrong, if you ask yourself, how is this a problem for me? This will actually help to pinpoint the real issue. And it will then be much easier for you to think it through. Because it's part of our basic instincts to seek familiarity, because it helps us to feel comfortable and safe, doesn't it? Yep, absolutely. So when something goes wrong, the real issue for someone may not be the problem itself, but it can be the fear of the unknown or losing something that we know. And even if what we currently have isn't that great, just realising that can actually really help us. Yeah, because if you think of it this way, your unconscious mind, from using the model of the unconscious mind, is programmed to preserve you. That's its number one job. And so, therefore, when things go wrong, and bearing in mind the unconscious doesn't know the difference between what's real and imagined, we start imagining a threat based on our previous experiences. So the unconscious will then come from this problem, potentially of fear of the unknown, and be actually given us what really is a false threat to us. Yeah. Uh, But it feels real. When we're in that moment, it feels real. So by actually sort of realising that the real issue may not be the problem itself, but just the fear, and it may be we're imagining it more than it is because our unconscious is looking to protect us, then that can start us focusing again on actually getting out of the problem. Yeah. So that was number two. So number three, this is about going into overwhelm. Because this often happens when we think or we feel things are outside of our control, which makes things even worse. So we'll give them a really quick and easy exercise, Mr. Taylor, a very simple exercise. Now, all you need to do is take a piece of paper and draw three circles on that piece of paper. In the So are they all like on top of each other or how do we draw them? So do we start with a small one in the middle? Yes. So this is like a, almost like a target. With a, a, with a bullseye. A bullseye in the middle. Then, an, an, then a, the 25. And then another circle. I'm thinking of dartboards here. Oh, right. I don't know why I'm thinking of dartboards, but I am. Okay. Yes. So that's the way to do it. So start with draw the sort of inner circle like the bullseye, uh, but make it quite big because you're going to be wanting to write in there. So in that inner circle... With regard to the situation that you're finding challenging, the things that have gone wrong, write down what you can do that's within your control. Things that you can do that can make the situation a little easier to do. But they have to be in your control to do right now. Yes. So, or something that would begin to resolve it. What can you put in there that's within your control specifically? That sounds good. Then in the next circle, so the one on the the sort of next circle that goes around that bullseye, the 25, if it was a dartboard, then write down what steps you can take that will influence the situation. Yeah. 
So what can you actually do that will influence it? So we've got what we can control. In the now, middle, and yeah. And outside of that, in the next circle, the next room, what can we influence? Yes, we have indeed, yeah. And then we've got the rest of the paper because we've got those two circles, then we've got the rest of the paper. Yeah, yeah. Now, on the rest of the paper, write down outside of those two circles all of the thoughts that you're having about the things that you cannot control and the things that you cannot influence. So those could be things like the media or what somebody else thinks about the problem. Yes. So it's all the things that really shouldn't concern you as yeah. such. Yeah, and absolutely. they're outside of control and influence. Yep. And then once you've done that, you've got all those things written down on that piece of paper, then go back to that inner circle and deal with that first. And using the things that you've written in there, create a plan and take action on all of those things that you've written down. Now, that's empowering. It is very empowering. Because a lot of people, what they do is they concentrate on all the stuff they can't control or influence, don't they? They do. And so do the things that you can do straight away. If there's things that you you can't do, because obviously you can't do everything at once, then put those actions into your diary. Even if you don't use a diary, start using a diary for this. And put those things that you can't do straight away in there with a date against them. That's really important. And take action. Absolutely. And take the right action, of course. Because some people just write them in their diary. Yep. Then you go into the next circle, once you've done all of those things, and they've all got dates by them or you've taken all the actions, and then do the same. Because some of those actions are going to be very small. You know, it might just be phone someone or send an email to someone or, you know, make an inquiry about something. That could be enough, potentially. Well, you've got to remember that small incremental steps of doing things every day wins a gold medal. It does. It certainly does, because you don't get a gold medal all in one go, do you? You do not. So then you go into the next circle and you, you do the same. And what you will notice is that you will start to feel much, much better just for doing this because your unconscious mind will stop nagging at you to do something about your situation. So even if initially, which you may have to do, you might need to push through negative emotions um, that you're feeling. Um, maybe you're feeling you're not feeling particularly motivated to do stuff. Maybe you're, you've got some procrastination. But you must push through those things initially to make yourself take those positive actions because it's by doing these things that it will put you back on the road to getting those things, well, to getting you back on track. Because once you take the first step, the others can now follow, can't they? They will. Now, the outer circle or the rest of the paper as such, so we've got the middle of control, we've got the next one of influence, the outer circle contains all those things which I spoke about before you cannot do anything about. So make a conscious decision to be like Elsa. Go on, go for it. Now, you know what Elsa sang? Let it go, let it go. Oh, you sang that beautifully. Thank you. <laughs> so, so you've got to make a conscious decision to let those things go and just forget about them. Forget all about them. And just concentrate on taking action on the things that you can control and influence. Work in your power, not outside at the effect of other people's power. Number four. Now, number four is about mulling over the problem. Now, whilst it's natural to want to do this, so keep thinking about it in order to come up with a solution, do you know what? Actually, it has the opposite effect. 
Well, the thing is, you see, if you keep mulling over something, then all you do is you create hardened neural networks because neurons that fire together wire together. So neurologically, you're actually hardwiring yourself for the problem. Yeah. Well done. (laughs) So it doesn't help from that aspect. But actually, we're less likely to find a resolution if we keep thinking about something and examining it from all angles because we get overwhelmed by it. So the thing to do is go for a walk or do something fun and just completely put it out of your mind for a while. Because you will be surprised what unexpected ideas or solutions present themselves when you stop obsessing about it. Do you know the one thing I'd do? What's that? Have a shower. Because when I have a shower, all of my true insight comes out. That's when I have all of those wonderful ideas I plague you with, sister. (laughs) Is that a shower whether you need one or not? Oh, crikey. Yeah, I mean, I have one every Sunday night, whether I need it or not. (laughs) Um, but yeah, it's it, it's amazing when you still the mind what can come out, and uh, and that's one of the things that you'll hear me talking about with about morning routine. I have my thinking time each morning, and that thinking time really does just allow my thoughts to go anywhere, and it really is great. So go for a walk, do something fun, have a shower, do whatever. And leave the problem alone. And your unconscious mind will gain insight. It will. And do you know another time that that happens? When you just leave the problem and you go to sleep. Ah. Because, you know, in the in the past, you've heard that expression, why don't you sleep on it? Yeah, absolutely. And so that literally is not thinking about it all night. It's literally putting it out of your mind. Because often as you're just starting to wake up, your unconscious mind will present things to you. Because it's bypassing your conscious mind. And if, if you do, your unconscious mind does interrupt your sleep with something, have a book by the side of the bed, just write down what it is and then go back to sleep. Number five. Number five. Now, it can actually be the biggest opportunity that you've ever been given, the thing that's going wrong. So although it may not seem it at the time, when something goes wrong, it can be actually a chance to move forward and do something that's really important to you, something that you wouldn't have done otherwise. So instead of thinking about the thing that's gone wrong, switch your focus to all of the opportunities that this could present for you. And you might just find that something going wrong is the best thing that could have happened. Sometimes you just need to get used to the idea. That's the basis of the song. If it doesn't kill you, makes you stronger. (laughs) <laughs> so, so yeah, if it, you know, we actually see the challenges as opportunities, and that's the basis of, again, what we call anti-fragility. You've probably heard me mention this before. We must do that podcast we must, yes, in the next we few must. weeks. Um, but, yeah, an anti-fragile rather than resilient mind, mindset. Resilience will only get you so far. You see, the idea is if you're just resilient, you just, like, ride the waves of the problem. What we're talking about here is using this problem as an opportunity to grow, to learn, to actually make ourselves stronger. And to get the things that we want in life. Absolutely. So that's those are the five tips, those Mr. The Taylor. Five, I, I tell you what, there are great five tips, those are, and, and we hope, hope those have helped, especially if you're going through a challenging time. I, I mean, when we went through a challenging time at the end of last year, uh, for a couple of months when we were homeless, um, and, and they certainly are things that helped us 
make sure we were focused on actually getting through to the other right side, knowing that sooner or later things will change and that actually we can utilise the experience to make us even stronger in the future. Yes, indeed. And remember, time passes. You know, the situation and whatever has gone wrong, things will get better at some point. They certainly will. And we hope, if you are having a tough time, that things do get better for you soon. But do some of the things we've just said, because you'll be amazed at how it changes um, the things that happen in life. Because life's not always a bed of, a bed of roses, is it, Mrs. It's Taylor? not, no. It has its ups and downs. It does. And, that, and the great thing is, to have its ups and downs, it must mean you're doing something and you're moving forward because you never meet a challenge unless you're going for a goal or moving forward. So I think that's about it, Mrs. Taylor. I think so. Because I think we've taken up enough of these good, these good people's time. I think so. And thanks for listening to another Extra Club podcast. So whatever you're doing, till next time, have fun. And we will speak to you very soon. We will. Bye for now. Bye for now. That was the Extra Club podcast. We hope that you're leaving with some great things that can help you in your life every day. To get more invaluable content, please make sure that you're subscribed to the show on iTunes or wherever you're listening. And if you've enjoyed this episode and feel so inclined, please leave us with a five-star rating and comment with a review. If you see the value, please also share it with someone else who needs it. Sharing is caring. Thank you for listening and making your choice to find your extra. Until next time, bye bye for now. now.